Welcome everyone to the seventh episode of the Gentleman's Breakfast. Uh, excited to get things going here. I'm curious to see how things are going to go because my prep for the show was a little different today. Instead of a shit shower shave, mm. I showered shit shaved. And that really throws you off. There's a reason why that chain of events is set up in a certain way. People actually follow that. I, when people say shit, shower, shave, I just assume. Just That's get it all actually in. what I'm doing. That's actually the order. Every time. I'm doing it. Yeah. If you flip two of those around, your day's just not going to go the same way. Well, I guess it makes sense. If I have to do all three, I want to do it in that order. Yeah, that's the ideal order. That's how God... Yeah, you're not going to shower and then take a shit. Exactly not. You feel like you might as well just get back into bed and try to start things over again. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about today. Seamus, you got a hot topic that you were ready to get to, so uh, let's let's, let's hear what you got on tap for the listeners. Yeah, so, you know, to update, you know, tackling the hinge in the Bumble world unsuccessfully. So on on Thursday, I went out for some drinks with some coworkers. Uh, I got... Got pretty, you know, tuned up. Watched the baseball game at a wor- local watering hole, Red Sox Yankees, with some, you know, Yankee fans. Yes. So then, one of the coworkers, middle-aged man, maybe forty-five, fifty. How would you compare the Red Sox fan to the Yankee fan base? Um, they're both obnoxious. They're, I mean, they're okay. So there's not any superiority there. Equal, equal level of obnoxious idiot. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little biased. I think the Red Sox fan in its purest form, is a little more knowledgeable okay. than the average Yankee fan. Fair enough. So what took place at the game? So, we, you know, we watched with a bunch of Yankee fans. It was fun. Got wasted. So one of my coworkers, 45, 50-year-old man, didn't want to go all the way back to East Bay well over the wall, right? Yeah. I'm like, hey, you can just crash at my place. Uh, my roommate's gone. Da-da-da. You can what see. time of night did the game wrap up? The game wrapped up early, so it was East Coast time. So we... The yeah. game wrapped up at 7, 7.15. And he just wasn't willing to go back across the bay? I mean, at this point, it's like 9.30. I mean, we're still boozing pretty hard. Okay. So there's some post-game drinks. Does he, this guy live alone, or...? He currently lives alone in a house okay. with a lot of cats. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyways, he didn't want to go all the way back there, wake up early in the morning, and then come all the way back to San Francisco. But that's his whole life. He lives out there, and yeah. he works here. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah, I don't like getting up on Monday morning and flying to fucking New York. He did, he, he did the math. I think by the time he maybe it's ten o'clock. By the time he gets to da da da, he's going to be there at midnight, and he's going to wake up at four in, four in the morning. Okay, that makes sense to me. Okay, fine. So uh, we're we're leaving the bar, and I'm like, yo, you can just crash at our place. So I come back, and I'm like, well, let's grab a bottle of wine because I know he knows wine well. Yeah. So here I am, you know, at the corner store on a Thursday at 10.30 at night, getting a nice bottle of wine just for me and him. So we walk back into the house and Papa Did Bear... Did Joseph look at you like you guys were about to go back and get it on? No, I don't know. He was... I mean, I asked him for a pizza recommendation. Yeah. You know, got pie a nice... The, the handle of a bottle of wine. Uh, so he gave me that. And then uh, we come in here and Papa Bear is, you know, passed out on the couch. Okay. Uh, remnants of another pizza pie already taken down. Yeah. And he just kind of looks at me and he's like, oh, okay. You know, meanwhile, I'm walking in with a middle-aged man and a bottle of nice wine, red <laughs> yeah, wine. Yeah, sure. So he just kind of goes, okay. And, you know, he doesn't really ask any questions and he shuffles out. So then we eat a pie, crush some wine, right? Go to bed. So then we wake up in the morning. Papa Bear is also awake, preparing for his flight to San Diego. And he's like drinking a coffee or something. And then I emerge out of my bedroom or your room. Yeah. 
and then middle-aged man emerges out of my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> so to him, he's like, well, that guy just slept in your bed. Like, what's going on? So then, you know, like, as, like, a guilty girl, like, after she hooks up with a guy, sometimes she comes out and, like, BSs with the roommates if she actually cares about the guy, right? Yeah, sure. So he does that. <laughs> just by, he's a friendly person, he's yeah. talking or whatever. Meanwhile, he's, Papa Bear is probably, you know, the hamster's really spinning, I'm sure I'm going to hear about it, but. So he doesn't want to wear the same shirt to work the next day, because our boss pays attention to everything that we wear. So does he borrow one of your shirts? So he borrows one of my shirts. So he's, you know, he's kind of a portly dude. So he's like, you got any XLs? I'm like, I got one. Yeah, so he's like, all right, that'll work. Did you think about going into my room and fishing around back in there yeah, for the various I, I thought about the various it. shirt sizes? I thought about it. I didn't figure there's anything clean in there, to be perfectly honest. I mean, there's a couple things hanging up. Yeah. You probably could have found something. I managed to find something. That would that actually have been the smarter move. Remotely clean every day. Because I knew as soon as I gave him the shirt that my, my boss literally knows every article of clothing I wear. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. So I'm like, as soon as I gave him the shirt, I'm like, well, this is not really in the rotation, but he's going to definitely identify that this guy has it on. So I roll into work, and, you know, my boss says hi to me. And then within, like, 45 minutes, everybody said, you know, the rumor was that we, you know, we bumped up together. <laughs> Big spoon, small spoon. Yeah. And everybody knew about the one pizza. And I literally didn't tell anybody. And he had identified the shirt. So instead of me, you know, making progress with women on Hinge and Bumble Dates, I took a 45-year-old man home on a Thursday night. With a bottle of wine. With a bottle of nice red. And nice. a pizza. You, you tucked him in. Yeah. And then you spent the night in my rat trap. Correct. That was my Thursday night. So that's what I got going Jesus. for me. Jesus. Well, see, I knew something was up when I came home late from my flight on Friday night. Because, you know, I, I disrobed. I'm annoying my boxers. Hand, hand, hand down my pants. Hitting sticks over there on the Xbox in mm-hmm. my room. And you stumble in at 11 or 11.30 and just immediately beeline over to my room. So I knew two things. I knew one... You're pretty lonely, and two, you were just instinctually coming to my bed. And you just, all inhibitions were off. You just crawled right there into bed with me, and then almost immediately passed out. You were huffing and puffing. You said that you were ready to record the show. That yep. You had a, quote-unquote, a lot of good content to talk about. <laughs> and then within 30 seconds, you were just passed out and snoring. And it took me... A minimum of 30 minutes of punching you in the ribs. <laughs> really? Yeah, and telling you, Seamus, you need to go to bed. Because what's hilarious about you is when you, when you try to get your attention while you're drunk, you respond every time, right away. So you'd be like, Seamus, and you say, yeah. And then you're like, it's time to go to bed. And you're like, yeah. And you just don't move, and you don't open your fucking eyes. So it's just that for 10 minutes until finally I grabbed you by the shoulders and started pushing you upright. And then right at that moment, you just switched on and you're like, yeah, okay. And you got up and walked right up. Uh, I mean, how quick, how hard did the punches get? I didn't get that bad because I knew that you weren't going to move. No, I, I reached a point where I knew you weren't going to move no matter how hard I hit you. So there was no reason to make it any worse than it had to be. I was going to have to physically move you. Mm-hmm. But this is on the heels of originally we were going to record last night because I was supposed to get in at 6 p.m. Yeah. And, you know, navigating my way through the just kicking the balls that is trying to get to an airport in New York, I managed to miss my fucking flight for the third time in the last few months. Got into a cab at 12.45 p.m. I mean, are you just cutting it too close? 
let me tell you. Let me tell you the setup. Yeah, I got into a cab at twelve forty-five p.m. Okay. In. It's on a Friday in New York. In Soho, for a two thirty p.m. flight out of JFK. That's cutting it close, I would say. I mean, you budget. You know, you know what you got to fucking handle driving across that fucking bridge. But you budget. I budget one hour for the drive. One hour. Okay, so realistically, that puts you at the airport at one forty-five. I have fifteen minutes to get on the plane. That's, that's kind of close. That's plenty, that's stupid. But they're gonna close the door at two fifteen, so really, I have thirty minutes. Anyway, I get to the gate at about two twenty. I'm kind of sweating. I've been on the phone huffing and puffing, yelling at someone from work. When when I say kind of sweating, I mean I am sweating. I mean, you know, you can see through my shirt that I'm, I'm Do you have a nice button down on. Fucking getting wet. What do you think? Oh, it's it's very perplexing to me out, how right? like when you go on airplanes, I just dress like a complete bum for comfort. You dress like you have a presentation as soon as you land. Well, let me ask you this: when you you know, walk to work down there? Are you dressed like a bum and then magically at work you're in a plaid shirt and some kind of green pair of pants and a pumas like you always wear? I see what you're saying. But yeah, you that's my commute. But you're getting on the plane knowing that you're not no one's gonna you're not going to work. Yeah, but I, I go from work directly to the flight. Okay. Alright. That's fine. right. And I'm not gonna stop and change because that always frustrated me whenever I had to travel in a group for work and Someone, like, peels off and goes to the bathroom is like, you know, I'm going to put on fucking sweatpants here. All right. Well, we're still in a work group here. Like, yeah. we're all getting on the same plane. I'm not putting sweatpants on. But mm-hmm. anyway, this flight miss created a significant setback for the weight loss challenge, I'm going to say. Cause Did all you the, take down some airport food? Well, all of a sudden, I had three and a half hours to spend at JFK. Mm. And so... I know the restaurants in that terminal a little too well now. I managed to avoid the Shake Shack, but after I... <laughs> there's two Shake Shacks in there now, too, by the way. I mean, did you see the Shake Shack? So, when you see Shake Shack, do you, Shack, Bob, do you go, go, oh, Shake Shack? No, Shake Shack is wildly overrated. Okay. The, the burger is not bad, but their fries are hot garbage, and I don't know how you can... They're a public company now. I don't know how you don't figure that out. But uh, navigate between the two Shake Shacks and make it over to the, the Buffalo Wild Wings, oh. the, the healthy choice in the Delta Terminal uh, at JFK. And I spent a solid... How, how does anyone eat Buffalo Wild Wings? I just did. It was fine. <laughs> I got the job done. It's okay food. It is not okay food. In the airport, it's slightly less than okay. Um, but yeah, I spent a solid two, two and a half hours there at the B-dubs. <laughs> How many wings you put down? Ten wings and a basket of fries and four or five beers. <laughs> four or five, that's it? Yeah, that was it. Well, they were big ones. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I was rolling pretty well when I got to the flight there. And of, of course, this would have pissed you off. I then showed up for that flight like I was one of the last people to get on the plane. <laughs> I'd been there board for three hours. I was one of the last people to get on the plane. Well, that, that I know because you're already there. Oh, I forgot to... T- finish my story um so on the walk to work i saw it as a great opportunity to check in with paul oh god yeah because i'd seen paul how was this correlated to the same fucking oh because you had just spent the night with a man i see how you're trying to tie this in you're very slot very <laughs> slick okay so, fine so you're walking in so just you're doing so, your your pseudo walk of shame okay yeah why didn't you think to bring your buddy over there on the way 
I am. He, I do bring him. Oh, you, you guys are rolling him. in together. Yeah, we're walking to work. Oh, you did not set the stage for that properly. Go on. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. So I'm walking to work. And just to give you an update on Paul, last time I saw Paul early in the week, he told me how you know, he went on that date with the six foot one guy from Boston. Yeah. Guy, he's taller than you. Probably better looking, too. Yeah. I mean, debatable, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so I guess Paul's, you know, little arm candy here is a flight attendant, which is... I guess in the in the world is a huge. I'm a slut. He travels around. He's got people mm-hmm. in every city. Okay. So it seems like Paul has taken a step back from dating. You know, six one Boston flight. Oh, once you learned that, that was a deal breaker. It sounds yeah. like it for Paul. It sounds like Paul's being a little careful. Okay. So I'm, you know, I I you think Paul's looking for another barista, or do you think he's looking for? Is I, he is he looking for industry folk? He's looking for love. He's looking for love. Okay. I I think he wherever he finds it. Okay. He just wants he just wants a, somebody to be his big spoon, really. All right. So I walk in there. I'm like, well, maybe maybe I can get Paul a little jelly here with this middle-aged man, you know, bursting out of my T-shirt. <laughs> and I had already told my middle-aged coworker the story of the barista and how this usually works. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I walk in, and he's deep in the back, he just goes, don't do his voice again because when you do his voice, it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> but that's what he sounds like. I don't care. Then he sounds annoying. I don't need to hear it on the cast. Just say it in your normal voice. <laughs> I like doing this one. All right, whatever. So as soon as I walk in, I'm like four or five people deep, and he's like in the back about to uh, come to the main area of Starbucks, and he just screams my name. Hey, Seamus, good morning. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And my friend really couldn't get over that, the fact that, you know, this guy goes out of his way to say hi to me. Sure. Um... Have you ever seen him say hi to anyone else in the in the no in the not a soul? Okay. Well, at the, at the time that you're walking in though, how many more? How many other people are in there? Because you're in there pretty early. Yeah, I'm in there. I don't know, six twenty, somewhere between six twenty, six forty. But there's always a bunch of people in there because it's right across the street from the hotel. Okay, fair. And enough. you have the regulars in there as well. So there's quite a few people in there. But yeah, that's that's what I had on on that. <laughs> he, he was he was kind of trying to figure it out, be polite about it. And uh, maybe I played it up a little bit. Did did you make any physical contact with the guy or anything? I want to see you really take this to the next level. Yeah, I wanted to see you bring the middle aged man in and be a little overly touchy. Well, yeah. Well, maybe I give him a couple pats on the shoulder. You know, like a slide. You know, slide across the shoulder. And our lives aren't that eventful. An opportunity for content for the cast like this, you can't. Well, I'm only going to bring males in that Starbucks. Okay, that's for sure. All right. Well, you know, maybe I'll, I'll go there and I'll be your wingman next time. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll sort things out. A little light on topics for the week, as the listeners can probably already tell. You know, when you spend the whole week on the eastern seaboard, tending to the needs of the Empire, right on the heels of a show that you completely carried, which I'm going to say is one of the better episodes in the series, when you come home, you expect your partner here... To have maybe thought of a couple things. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That was a pretty good story. What type of partners are we? Business partners. Okay. I mean, people in the... What? This podcast isn't... It, it, it's not going to be the gentlemansbreakfast.org. No, when you say partners, I mean, they might think we're alluding to the fact oh that... Oh, my God. You are. <laughs> you really take the homophobia to just uh, new heights. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> but... Let's get into this last one. I like All right, fine. You you open the topic. We we discussed it in advance. So there's things that I like to do. I like to watch a lot of fucking sports upon nauseam, right? Yeah. I you, watch you, you. 
<laughs> to be clear, you like to turn sports on while you dick around on your MacBook. And I don't know what you, you're doing on there. Okay. <laughs> but you, you, I, I never see you watching sports, and I never see you cheer, ever. I don't cheer. Because you're watching two teams that you don't give a flying fuck about. Like, they're just on the TV. Yeah. It's a passive activity. Is it more weird that I'm not paying attention or that I just don't cheer? I don't know. Let's get into what you're going to contrast it with because that's probably the best context for it. <laughs> so, yeah, I watch copious amounts of uh, baseball, whatever whatever sports on TV. That's kind of what I do. Regular season baseball games. There's a fucking 160 games in the season. Yeah. I so like on the art of pitching. I on like top, the art of hitting. On top of the fact that... It's two teams you don't give a fuck about. Nothing the, the sexier game, than a curveball making someone's knees buckle. The game buckle. could not matter less. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, that's what I like to do. That's where okay. I waste my time. Like, you do other things. You prefer to sit in your little rat hole there in your boxers and play hours and hours of video games till your eyes bleed. You always love to say till my eyes bleed. We spend the same. You spend the same amount of time watching. Sports that you don't give a shit about, as I do, hitting the sticks. No, because I don't stay up till 1 or 2 in the morning watching, like, reruns. <sighs> I'm not always up till 1 or 2 in the morning. I also get home later normally. Okay. But, I mean, I, I've attempted to watch you play video games like I did last night when I took a little nap on your bed. Oh, you weren't attempting to watch anything. I wasn't doing anything in there. Because okay. we have Wi-Fi issues. <laughs> we have serious Wi-Fi issues in the house right now. Do you think Gary's eating at the cords? I don't fucking know what Gary's doing. I haven't seen Gary in a while, and I'm worried. I'm concerned for his health. <laughs> I miss him, man. He's, uh, he didn't bother anybody. <laughs> no, he was a peaceful person. And then they, <laughs> then they up and clean the whole place. Are they claim that they up and clean the whole place? There's so much fucking shit in the garage. This is bad content. Anyways, I, I just try, I want to understand why video games. Like, do you just not want to interact with people? Like, why do you play so many hours? Well, so uh, look. Let's just compare it apples to apples with you sitting here in the armchair watching a baseball game you don't give a shit about. Which, to be clear, I enjoy watching baseball, but I prefer to do it in a, in a live setting if I'm going to do it. Yeah. The few times a year that I'll watch just like a regular season game. Also, I mean, I'll watch the playoffs. I'll watch the pennant race. I'll watch the World Series, but just like random regular season game with two teams I don't give a fuck about. I, it, it, it bores the shit out of me. So like, I went to a Yankees game earlier this weekend, but that was live. And I really enjoy doing that. I think that that's it's a good environment, whatever. Uh, when I'm here and I'm, you know, I know that I'm locked down for the night, the same kind of night when, you know, some people put on the Netflix, you know, maybe have like a How I Met Your Mother marathon or in your case, you know, I don't know, watch uh, some kind of recorded Premier League game. Where the score ends up Let, being... Let's go on record. I've, you haven't caught me watching a recorded Premier League game. That's fair. I do watch a lot of copious amounts of Seinfeld, baseball. Seinfeld I'm actually more okay with, because I think that you and I both were... You and I were both raised by Seinfeld in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of how I grew up. But Anyway, in that allotted time that we all have, where you're just staring at lights flashing on a giant box in front of you, uh, one of the things that I do is, yeah, I, I play the Vigi games. And for me, it's a comparable experience and it's more entertaining. I'm controlling it. it, it it's a story, just like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes it's a story that's told over, I don't know, yeah. it's a scary number of hours. 
that you that you have to put in to see the end of it. But you don't do that all in one sitting. It's yeah. broken up into multiple sittings over time. Um, I'm just even. I'm. Just, I'm gonna be very honest with you. I'm just you're bored, bored by, by even by the conversation. That see. So that's the thing. It's not like it's a super. I've got a good thing. idea. All right, let's hear. So before the next cast, or before the next, before edition nine, because we're on seven. Why the fuck do you call them additions? It drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> that doesn't matter to me. I don't know. You can call it whatever you it's want. It's a goddamn episode. Why is it an addition? An addition is something in print. <laughs> Viewers, listeners, however you want to. Yeah, you're just bleeding that joke dry, too. All right. I say we both have to go on a app date and tell about it. Oh my we God. have to proactively do it. So, in, like in my queue, I have. Well, I'm going to be in New York. Thirty for or next forty. Like, I have thirty or forty women in there. I got to go actually go on a date with one of them. We both have to do this. I'm going to be in New York for like the next three weeks straight. That's a different breed of woman. I'm not ready for that. Oh, that's great though. I'd I'd be jealous to be in New York because that's no. I'm I'm acclimated to the Bay Area. I'm, I can't pull down. You can New pull York down in New York level. Are you kidding me? Less nonsense. Right to the point. That's that's what the viewers are going to ex- want to hear about. Also, we don't know what percentage of the dating economy in New York has shifted to apps. Uh, you know, quit a movie here. You're in the back seat. I quit recommend. You know, I recommend you quit being such a. Okay, you're going to go on a date in New York. Did you really just censor that? Yeah, for, I don't for the show. Yeah. Okay, all right, fine. I don't know who I'm only viewers. That's are. how it works. I think that we found you know what our standards are for the show. Which I are you going to agree to go on a date? No. <laughs> well, I will. All right. I look forward to interrogating you about it. I mean, you're, you tell me we need to do things for the content, and you are just not doing it. I'll think about it. <laughs> think about I'll it. I'll poke around on it. I, I can't commit to it. I'm a busy man. <laughs> we got a lot of shit going on at work. You already conquered Gotham. I'm flying in and around. Yeah, I conquered Gotham. <laughs> now you're conquering some other game. Where you're in the woods. The northern realms. Yeah. Yeah. The northern realm has to be conquered before you get your socks off. I get it. But. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing about that uh, that date. I mean, I think that brings us really into our next segment here, which I, I'm going to call the weekly line. Yeah. Um, an update on our various bets. One point of order here that I'd like to bring to your attention is that the bet that we made about your future versus Twitter stock. Oh uh, yeah, re- refresh me on that. We I'm didn't put it. so. All right, yeah, good point. So the level sell on the on the bet. Twitter at the time was trading for thirty two fifty or something like that. I had made a big bet on it. It had dropped a couple dollars. Um, you said for some reason that you would find a girlfriend within seven months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, which is 28 episodes, so that's pretty deep into the cast. Uh, Before, Twitter stock was above $45. Okay. Okay. Twitter stock has since continued to tank. I think it's at at 27 now, maybe. Yeah. Uh, People are really not feeling the 160-character messages these days. I mean, I'm somewhat concerned, but... I committed to the bet, and we didn't put any stakes against it. Oh. So, and you even, you have the benefit of knowing that you're kind of in the lead here. Well, I mean, you had a man over last night, <laughs> and you could potentially play that into a win if you yeah. put enough work into it. Yeah. So. Close some business, yeah. Uh, yeah, what, what would you like to wager?
I'm going to say if if Twitter stock is above $45 within seven months, you have to play a video game of my choosing and end to end. Oh, God. You have to beat it. Oh. I think I'd rather hook up with a male than do that. I'll coach you through it. It'll take you. It'll take eight hours out of your life. All right, fine. That's a great bet by you. Um. Well, okay. And if I win the bet, you're gonna actually have to join a rugby team, which you, <laughs> which you drunkenly said when we watched your rugby game a couple weeks ago. You said you look at me very serious. And when you get really wasted, and you have an idea that you want to float by me, and you go. Seamus, if I find a rugby squad, will you join it with me? Okay. You okay. Know, and at this point, you knew nothing about rugby. I know. I played rugby for two years in high school. And then uh, our good friend, the best uh, hair in PE. Who had, knows way more about rugby than I do, had obviously. You, had you, I, I'm not saying that I know a lot about rugby. I'm saying I, I was someone that was like, you know, kind of knew yeah. the basic, the well, general outline of the rules. Well, he had your knees buckle, you know, shortly after that, and then... You said there's a lot of work before you joined the squad. Yeah, he juked me out of my fucking Sperry's. Yeah. I was also really drunk, but, I mean, that's no excuse. So, okay. That's You're going to have that, to That's a, a fair bet, but that is a substantially higher level of commitment. So, what I'll ask is that... You're, you're making me play. No, 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 I get that. What I'll ask is that if it happens, you have to join the team with me. Because I'm asking for eight hours of your life. You're asking for me to play a contact sport for a full season. Find a team, commit to it, probably go to a practice or two. <laughs> what, how your mind works is amazing to me. How you're more willing to play on a rugby team and get your ass kicked rather than go on a fucking date. <laughs> you see what's wrong with your head? Sure, sure. It's a sad realization. It's a sad realization. Uh, but yeah, sure, I'll join the team. That's fine. Okay, all right. Well, you want to update on uh, the weight loss challenge? Well, I think that we already got a brief update there, given the fact that I spent three hours at a Buffalo Wild Wings this week. <laughs> we didn't make a whole lot of progress, all right? Were you like, but we didn't, we didn't lose a lot of progress. When you were crushing the wings, were you like, is there any babes just like me sitting here waiting for a flight? No, there's no one like that at a fucking Buffalo Wild Wings. It's a sad place. I mean, it's people that are just stranded at JFK, JFK Airport. It's not a fun place to be. It's not as depressing as LaGuardia. LaGuardia, check, check, LaGuardia. It's depressing, and Newark is even more depressing. But, um, yeah, so I'm not going to, you know, eat up more of the listeners' time by having (laughs) them listen to me disrobe and whatnot. I'm going to tell you right now, I did a weigh-in last night, and I think I was was 203.5. So you gained weight. We gained about two pounds this week. But honestly, if you had seen what I put in my face this week, you would be amazed that it was only two pounds. Um, I did run half a mile. I think the only thing that kept the weight down was an extreme level of stress because a lot's going on with the Empire of New York. You probably got about six new grays that I I noticed. Yeah, yeah. well, that's because my previous girlfriends apparently bothered them a lot. They used to pin me down and fucking pull the grays out of my head. Uh, You don't get that anymore. Yeah, instead of which I, I can't wait for it to go grayer because I think I'm gonna look instead, more regal. <laughs> instead of you know, girlfriends pinning you down and pulling out gray hairs, your life has resulted to you shaving my back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do have to trim each other's backs. <laughs> Someone has to do it. Um, but yeah, we can go right 
All right, so I ran a, I ran a half mile at 320. Well, I, how much were you pushing yourself? Not pushing myself. Okay, 320 is a shit time for a half mile. Yeah, not pushing myself. Then I hopped on the bike. What do you think that your target's supposed to be for a half mile if you're going to do this? <laughs> 245. Probably less than that. Yeah. If you know out of the gates that you're only going to run a half mile, a good half mile time is like 230. Mm. 245 would be good. 245. Yeah, I guess. But I, I, I probably... The, the, the closer that you get to two minutes, the closer that you're getting to like a real half mile time. So... Yeah. But I digress. That's that. Let's go to the uh, report card. You want to jump into the report card? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rate you on levels of chewing tobacco. <laughs> okay. So, you know, from Copenhagen down to... Grizzly Wintergreen. You put... Oh, so we're not including Snooze in this? Oh, we can read Snooze. Yeah. Because you, you yeah, got, you can throw Snooze in You probably got to put the general at the top, right? right. General is the best Snooze. But, uh, you know, you had the aggressiveness of Grizzly. You know, the, the bold. Wanted to work hard, wanted to get after it. But mm-hmm. our performance and our taste is nowhere near Copenhagen. So well, but it's also... I'll accept that because Grizzly is more of like a blue-collar... I'm gonna roll my sleeves up and get the job done. Type thing. Are you are you identifying yourself as a blue collar person? No, <laughs> no, not can at you, all. Can you let the viewers know where you stayed this week? That them, uh, I stayed at the Trump Soho. Uh, it's a lovely place. <laughs> I recommend it if you're. And you ordered room job. service because you're too lazy to go get food. Uh, a couple of times I ordered room service. I bet I, you because I got in late from work. Did you smoke cigarettes right in the hotel? I smoked zero cigarettes. Zero cigarettes. In the last six weeks. I've smoked one cigarette. That's pretty good. I'm pretty pleased with that. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was like a grizzly performance today. Just kind of muck through it. Just kind of got the job. Yeah, but I'm, gonna, I'm still going to say I'm proud of that because that's someone who is, you know, like I said, rolling their sleeves up. And have, the, the have, the, have that be the last time you lie to the viewers and try to tell them that you're Copen- fucking blue collar. Okay? Copen- <laughs> you might have been raised blue collar. You're asking blue collar. I can be blue collar about the cast. I mean, are you just trying to get more viewers? What are you trying no, to do? Oh, no, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I think if we were trying to get more viewers, we probably wouldn't email this out from my fucking iPhone. <laughs> so, all right. This has been a weak episode. I'd, I'd like to apologize to the listeners. We'll come You've back. You've never said it's a good episode, ever. No, but that's part of the show is that it's self-deprecating, so <laughs> that's how we work. Uh, I hope to come back to you guys with some better content next week. Uh, Farewell.